welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by the GM Saul Bookman. And today we have Mr. Frank Sanders also in the house. Happy Friday, gentlemen. How are we doing? Uh, Congrats on you guys' birthdays. You guys are still here. I'm very happy. Trust me. Were you almost not here, Frank? Yes. In every mannerism, (laughs) I was almost not here because the guys kept blowing me up. Bro, come on out. I'm like, no, I can't. You didn't go out? I did not. I got on the couch and crashed. I crashed, bro. I crashed at 1.30 this morning. And then... Had a bowl of cereal, and I, I just said, don't do anything <laughs> stupid. <laughs> had a bowl, had a bowl oh of some cereal. Did you fall asleep on your couch again? I did. When? Oh, every, that's my best spot to sleep at. This, I, I don't even get in my, I don't even look at my bed. When I get to my bed, I literally, my, and I lay down, my I, my mind starts running about a thousand things. Like, what to do on the show, what could I have done better that day, what I didn't do well. And I, so I just, I, I find myself within five or ten minutes, I get back up, and I go back to the couch, and I'm, so they're watching TV and I'm out again. So I mean, yeah, I don't. Man. I never. I, My favorite thing is when yeah. I, it's like 11:59 or 11:39, and I'm on Instagram because I'm awake, and I get a. A DM from Frank, and he just sends me shit late at night. Those are my favorite things. I enjoy that very First much. I to send you one last night, buddy. You were rolling. <laughs> Let me tell you what else I uh, enjoy is a hot button rumor. Uh, this time that uh, I did not start. Uh, this is uh, coming from others. <laughs> it's always good when you can say yes, that. I'm going to preface all this by saying I did not fabricate this. This didn't come from me. Uh, just Google Mr. Hollywood Brown. And, of course, Baltimore receiver uh, came out in the draft 2019 with Kyler Murray, close friends. Uh, everybody wants to talk about CeeDee Lamb. I, I think he's better friends with Hollywood Brown. So supposedly Hollywood Brown scrubbed his Instagram two days ago, whatever. Then there's talk like Michael Fabiano or whatever his name is of NFL Network saying his, the birds are chirping about Hollywood Brown. He's hearing that. So what does that mean? The could birds mean are a couple cu- like there's there's some stuff coming with Hollywood Brown. And then there was some weird story or speculation that he could retire and play video games for a living. Then he had to come on Twitter and squash that. Long story short, I I do think at some point the Baltimore Ravens are going to listen for trade offers on Hollywood Brown if they haven't already. This is going to be his fourth year in the NFL. I, I believe he was 23rd, 24th overall pick. Has been fine. Hasn't been elite. Has not been first round material. And, oh, by the way, the Cardinals need a receiver. And so I got to thinking today, yes, he's 5'9", he's undersized, not very expensive, just over a million for this next season. It's his last year, unless you want to pick up his fifth-year option. I do think that this would be a move that could accomplish a bunch of different things for the Arizona Cardinals. Number one, the the Baltimore Ravens just, just took Rashad Bateman in the draft last year. They move off of players left and right. They don't care what position you play. And I, there's also been kind of some weird beef with he and Lamar Jackson. He's complained in the past, Hollywood Brown, because he wants the ball more. And they don't throw a lot in that offense. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this could be the perfect scenario for the front office to say, let's smooth things over. Let's get your boy in-house. Let's have him be the number two to Hopkins. On the initial surface, what do you guys think of this? I mean, I like it. I like it for the Cardinals because, in my estimation, he's a – 
he's he's similar to Christian Kirk and can fill that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, you know, he's a burner. Yes, he's uh, he's fast. He's he, incredibly he's, fast. He's fast. And that was going to be my first inclination. Is like, I mean, I would, I would, I don't know if I was a receiver, how happy I would love to be in that in that Baltimore Ravens offense, just because it is so run heavy. It is so focused on the tight ends as well. Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the league, because they focus on him just about all the time. Yeah. Uh, when they do pass it, Hollywood Brown in his first couple seasons really showed he could take the top off of a defense. Mm-hmm. Last season, not so much. No. Um, kind of regressed, came back to the mean. Lamar was injured, too. And Lamar was injured. Um, but also, Lamar has also, last year, kind of regressed as a passer. Mm-hmm. So if, if, you're, if you're trying to curry favor with Kyler, if you want to make a move that feels good on the surface yeah. and, and, and puts you in a position to not only not have to re-sign Christian Kirk, but also save a little bit of money compared to what you would have to pay Christian Kirk. Absolutely. I think it makes sense. You know, I'm if uh, so I'm, get, I'm getting rid of A.J. Green, another big receiver, and mm-hmm. so therefore I'm adding another small receiver into the pack. Uh, yeah. Already Rondell Moore as well as Christian Kirk, who's probably maybe a foot, maybe a yeah, half Christian an inch. Christian will be gone. Yeah, assuming he's gone. We're going to assume. Let's he's assume gone. that. Let's he's assume. Gone. Okay, so in this scenario, let's assume that he's going to be gone. <sighs> if, he's, if he's gone, the only reason why to get him is to smooth over and make 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 Kyler happy. But they might feel like they have some sense of connection that, you know, just a wink or heading out or something that they have in rapport wise, receiver quarterback wise. I'd say yeah for that purpose. Plus, not only the other reason why is because you did you did acknowledge that he's not an, an expensive receiver that we got to go out. We have to go out and get. My only concern is that he hasn't been healthy. Yeah. He goes to sleep pretty fast, and he hasn't been healthy. What does that mean? Goes to sleep? <laughs> oh, he goes night-night. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, we get, well, he's had a couple of head concussions, and he's had a couple of concussions. Oh, yes. That, that means has. you go to sleep. Yeah. And so he he's, did play he's, 16 games this year, though. First time. Yeah. First time he's completed a season, which is, I mean, his body is probably transitioning to the NFL, which it, that, does, that does need to happen for some guys when they come in because – what you do in college is pretty much all athleticism and speed. But when you come into the NFL, you, you need to gain a little bit. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed. But the only reason why I wouldn't be opposed is only because it might help smooth some conversation I with just, Kyler. And I think that it's not expensive. Why not do it? Everybody wants CeeDee Lamb. I just I want to make it clear, if, if, if you're on the fence about that, it is not realistic. The Dallas Cowboys are not trading CeeDee Lamb no way. at all. No. You have a better shot at Amari Cooper. Or Devontae Adams or somebody like that. CeeDee Lamb makes no money, and he is going into his third year. He's an ascending player. Why would Dallas trade him? They would never trade him. It's it's not going to happen. You have a chance to buy low on Hollywood Brown. Not in Kyler's mind, because Kyler would be so enthused about it. It, it, Hopefully, it would be a culture changer for the locker room. Because here's the thing. Like, even it happened today, and I, I love this camaraderie that the former Oklahoma players have, but like... Creed Humphrey and Orlando Brown Jr. and Kyler Murray and CD, they all retweet each other all the time. And it's like, I want that brotherhood here in Arizona. Like, I want that same camaraderie. Oklahoma, you can just tell it's like it's built different. Those guys bleed Oklahoma red. Well, when are we going to get guys bleeding Cardinal red and having that same kind of mentality? And I also think Randall Cobb was courted back to Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers wanted it. He went out and said, go get Randall Cobb. If I'm going to play this year, you have to do what I say. And then what happened with Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow said, draft Jamar Chase. Like, I I do think in today's NFL, like, this is a real thing where receivers and quarterbacks 
they have that rapport in that relationship. And I know Kyler has DeAndre Hopkins, but to me, I just feel like, and Leah, could we have the graphic from their time at Oklahoma? We forget, yes, CeeDee Lamb came on at the end of Kyler's final season at Oklahoma, but this was the duo that let the Big that lit the Big 12 on fire for most of the season. Look at that yards per catch when you had Kyler Murray. And this is not, a, I'm not knocking Lamar Jackson, but there are few people in the NFL, few quarterbacks that can throw a better deep ball than Kyler. I mean, that's that's the Big 12, I, first I of all. I agree with that. Uh, everybody throws for yards in the Big 12. <laughs> um, also, are they at Iowa State? Because that looks like an Iowa State crowd because there's nobody fucking there. <laughs> I think Hakeem <laughs> Butler played in that game, by yeah, the way. He probably did. Uh, but Iowa they do State. have good chemistry. Uh, and listen, there's something to be said about a quarterback that is familiar and comfortable with a receiver I'm not even so sure that Kyler has that with D Hop. You know, he knows that D Hop can point. go up and get it. Yeah. He knows that he can throw it to D Hop and he's going to be able to make the plays to make those catches. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like a comfortability, like I know where D Hop's going to be all the time or I know what moves he's going to make, like he's still learning that process out uh, with him. So I, I've never felt like Kyler Murray was ever comfortable with any receiver in this offense ever. And, I mean, that goes to speak about there, a whole other thing. There's a rhythm that's really, lacking. Yes. And to me, that's not necessarily a Kyler thing. I'm just going to say that. I've been on this train about Cliff for a while. Yeah. But outside of that, getting a piece that you're familiar with, that you're happy with, that you have a great relationship with, sometimes that's all you need. You just need a little bit of harmony mm-hmm. from, you know, mono to a mono. And uh, I, I would not be opposed to that at all. Not at all. I'm, 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 I'm everything. Is, I, I, same sentiments right here. You need somebody to um, add to Kyler's comfortability right was there, now. Was there, was there ever like you know, Frank? Obviously, you played at Auburn. You played in the pros. Was there ever a, a quarterback where you're like, Donovan McNabb? Please, yes. You were always in lockstep with him. I would want, yeah, because we worked out. Uh-huh. So in off season, we worked out, and so he would come here. And we go, we go to Mountain Point. Him and you know several other quarterbacks would come in from different places, and receivers and DBs DBs would come from when we left our training facilities in the afternoon. We worked out over at Mountain Point sometimes, and then we just we go at it all day. But my rapport with him was like excellent, and it was just only it was in that window of time while we're out there doing that. So I'm like, if I know he knows me, I know him. So anytime I faced a DB, I didn't feel threatened at all. When you were, I, when you were when you were a free agent. Um, did you ever think about joining him in Philly? I didn't. They, they went on the table. They had they had enough receivers at the time that they didn't. They were they, they were they went on the table. There, That's yeah, why but, never I mean, not till to. But that was but that was their system and their mindset. And so they went on the table at the time. Freddie, too. who's that? Who's that? Was it Freddie I mean, Jones by the time I got down, it was Freddie Joe. But they had they had two other like little. They were going fast and small. They wasn't going big and. And so, just kind of that West Coast kind of style of offense. So Andy Reid wouldn't feel not, you. wasn't. I mean, but to me, I if you asked me, I said I said him before you even finish a question because I know it's important to have that rapport with your quarterback. I mean, like that in itself is why you know we see Devonte Adams and we see you know these guys. The, certain quarterbacks ask for players because they know what I know and I know what they know, and so we're on the same page. And that same thing, you, you know, somebody even I heard it this morning coming uh, coming. Driving was about, you know, just a relationship on how much time Matthew Stafford spent with Cooper Cup. You know, that's just, you once get, you get that, it becomes a second nature. Do you guys know who Kyler Murray's worked out with in the offseason? Uh, no. Hollywood Brown. Who? And Antonio Brown. Hollywood Brown and Antonio, and Antonio Brown and Kyler Murray have worked out together. 
uh, in prior off seasons. How do you know That's that? a... There's video out there. Oh. There's video out there, Kyler and, and Hollywood Brown. It's from maybe like a year and a half, two years ago. So I'd rather, you know what? I'd rather get Antonio Brown instead of stop, Hollywood Brown. Stop, 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 stop. stop. Yeah. Yeah. Can we stop? Yeah. No, we're not going to... I would rather have Antonio Brown than Hollywood Brown on this team. You guys need to stop that. that whack, stop the whackism. Get a player... We're not and going, then talk to me later. We're not you, going down this route. You said the same crap about OBJ? No, we no one did. No one said that. going to come here. They're going to do that. <laughs> Screw that. Get a player. You want OBJ too? Frank, Get a player. I've never said. Get a player. I've never said. Get a player. I've never said no OBJ. Never. You never said. Never. Good. So never. It, wasn't, it was him never. and Chip. I, didn't I, I, will say, a I also will say this. I will Get a also, baller. This is what I'll say about that, Frank. And and, and we're going we're gonna to eliminate this right now, right, forever, okay? <laughs> Number one. OBJ was in Cleveland with a bum-ass quarterback yeah. in a bum-ass organization, right. okay? Yes. I don't give a F what you say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They just got off a Super Bowl. They have the best quarterback in the history of everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you created your own problems, and you got to own it. Like, I don't care what was said behind closed doors. The way you left that organization, you left a bad stain on yourself. You had control of that. You didn't have control whether you could be on the field. You didn't have control of what people were saying to you. But once you got through all that BS and you decided to take the pads off, make a show of it, and walk out that stadium, you controlled your own narrative right there. That's what he wanted to control. Now that bad press is out there. And no matter what you think about Antonio Brown, he could absolutely be a contributor to this Arizona Cardinals team. But he burned his own bridge in the public eye and who knows if he's ever going to get a chance again. The recipe for the Cardinals rebuilding their locker room is definitely Antonio Brown. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You just simply said they work out together. And we're, we're pitching. Well, I'm pitching okay, Hollywood, but, yeah, but who's see, not so, Antonio. And so, but you just said him and Holly, Hollywood and Ant these three dudes work out. So why not get another person that might have rapport? Maybe he didn't have the same rapport with the greatest quarterback on the planet. That he has with Kyle I would pre-Buccaneers, I would have been all over that. But the the ripping off your jersey, off the shirt. I don't mind that, man. All right, all right, all right. Hang on, because I have to ask you. <laughs> the greatest basketball player on the planet is Michael Jordan. Who was a, who who took your shirt off more time? That's leaving not basketball. the same thing at all. Michael but, Jordan. Who? Dennis Rodman. And nobody wanted Dennis Rodman, but Michael. When they got him, he said he's gonna get you rebounds and championships. We got three more. All right. What are we talking about? Dude, Dennis Rodman never quit on his team. Ever. He, ever. Oh, he created no, he, created he got so ejected much. because he would like whatever, and kick a cameraman same, or whatever. But he came back the next game. But he got ejected. But he, he still got came eject, back. But he got ejected oh in the midst of moments. You know Mike that pissed Michael off a lot. All right, stop. Both of you. Come on, so I want to I want to talk about my trade package for Antonio. For Antonio, oh, okay. well, you got me saying it for Hollywood Brown. Because <laughs> if we're going to speculate, all right, acquiring Hollywood Brown, we have to put up a price tag. Last year of his contract before the fourth fifth year option, if they decide to pick it up, which the Cardinals will have to do, you, I feel like Baltimore would know the Cardinals are in a little bit of a desperate state because it's appeasing Kyler. Part of it is, would you be willing to give up? Rondell Moore straight up for Hollywood no. Brown. No. No. Ab absolutely not. No. What? Absolutely not. Mm. Mm -mm. First of all, you're saving more money with Rondell Moore. But anyway. what if Rondell Moore can't can't play for 16 well, you games? You won't know until next year. I'm doing that deal. I'm trading Rondell Moore straight up for, Why? Ho for Hollywood Brown. Because Hollywood Brown plays outside, Rondell Moore plays inside. What, so you can watch Hollywood fucking Brown cat screen passes and fucking end arounds? Well, that's a different What's conversation. The difference? That's a different conversation. What's the difference? Hollywood Brown, 
right now today is a better player than Rondell Moore. How can you possibly say that right now? He had a thousand yards last year, and for with a shit quarterback, dude, he he got the options to catch the ball downfield. He comes here, he's going to be just like. I think Rondell, Rondell Moore. Moore is really good, and I think he's going to be good. But you have to give to get. You have to give to get. Again, scheme fit would tell you you're out of your fucking mind on that. There's no way. I I would I would trade him. Oh my god. I would trade him to Baltimore. Good luck, Rondell. <laughs> Hollywood Brown. Because How you know you what? Trade, how, why would you trade someone? Because they will is, want something. But I mean, similar. No, but no, they're, di- Rondell, they're different. Rondell's much better. I, I think Rondell Moore upside is so much better oh, than. I'm a, I, we'll pull I, this I, tape then, next year. He better be better. I mean, I, I think he, his upside is so much more. He is a slot receiver. No, he's Hollywood not. Hollywood Brown is an outside receiver. We limited him to just a slot yes. receiver. Yes. And then you really couldn't even use him in the slot because you already, you already <laughs> slotted. <laughs> you already slotted Christian Kirk as a slot receiver. That's the whole purpose are we of this over, conversation. Are we overvaluing our own players? Because we te- we have no man, fan bases tend but, to do that. But what are you going to no. do? Like, listen, you're on the surface. If you don't even take into consideration the contract structure, on the surface, no, they're marginally better. He might be marginally better. But part of this, and then you is, part of this to me is better. the Kyler factor. Is helping Kyler Murray feel more comfortable in his own skin with this. T- that has to be part. Of, that's why but you're why having you, this discussion. Why do you have to sacrifice Rondell Moore? Well, what if Baltimore asked asked for him back? Receiver for a receiver. Uh, no, get rid of Max would, Williams. No, he's not under contract. Number one, I, I'm saying you could probably get this done with a draft pick. I'm saying I would for give the, up like a fifth, fourth, a fourth, fifth, 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 fifth round. Fifth. No, they, fourth, you have fifth. to give up at least a third round pick for Hollywood nah, Brown. No, nah. he had a thousand yards last year. Not nah, barely, but he hasn't finished many seasons. So you got to look at. So behind the scenes, we have Rondell seen Rondell Moore missed like half the season last year. He had like 400 yards. Now, again, to your point, Saul, they did not utilize him well. I I don't know, I don't know what about this offense is telling you that we would. Well, what? Then we're not going to have any fun this offseason if we're going through <laughs> draft season. Well, we can't take this back because Cliff sucks, and this receiver doesn't fit here I'm just because saying, our offense is terrible. I'm just saying, like, there's nothing about trading those two one for one that tells me Anything changes outside of Kyler's happy for like the first month of the well, season. Well, but you know, like, you think Rondo Moore can go, be Mr. Go Then when he next goes year. to the huddle and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I got you. <laughs> cool. Two yard loss. Hollywood's like, put me downfield. And he's like, no, we're going to try this bubble screen. It would, it would, it would. Jalen Blair, perfect example. And we don't, well, okay, here's the difference with that. All right. I mean, Christian Kirk. In my opinion, was was much more inconsistent than Hollywood Brown, and I don't think the big plays are there with Christian like they are with Hollywood Brown. I think we've seen maybe the best from Christian because no. he was put in a position when Hopkins got hurt to be the man, and he couldn't do it. He's not a number one. Not I think close. Hollywood Brown could be a a high end number two, and some Sundays a low end number one. I think we've seen the best from Christian Kirk. Hmm. We've given him the benefit of the doubt so much. I just Look, we want to believe. No, so, so Christian Kirk almost got a thousand yards with Kyler Murray. With Kyler, and he did drop a lot of balls that would have that would have cemented a lot of his situations earlier in the season. Throughout the season, that would have cemented a big time the the purpose of giving him a big term big time contract. That would have eliminated the possibility of keeping AJ and then moving him back outside and then using Rondell from the inside. Thank you, Tyler. And so those things do they 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 do he didn't help himself. But talent-wise, from the young punt returner, kick returner, slash slot or outside receiver, 
everything and Christian hasn't been hurt. He has so much more upside. I don't think we, we, we've he's going to be paid more this year, no well, question. Say, but the upside on him is number one, he we've been talking about who's coaching him, and is he's getting better as a player. We haven't seen that. And then what position you're putting him in? When we go back to my Cliff, are you putting your guys in the best position to be successful? outside of just running these whack bubble screens or these little <laughs> dumb stuff that you got guys doing to, to offset, you know, offset what, I, what what would be a good game plan. So I think I can't say I've seen the best out of Christian. And I definitely I've seen a lot more out of out of Hollywood to let me know I wouldn't take him over 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 Ronda. I would ni- not do it. In 1997, OK, or 98, 98, mm. 97. It was 97, this, the start of the 97 season. The knock on the Cardinals was. They can never score on the first drive, ever. Like, the whole 96 season, they couldn't score on the very first drive for shit. And then in the first preseason game, Jake Plummer throws a bomb to Rob Moore for a touchdown, like, against the Broncos, 66 yards. It was like, and everybody lost their minds because they're like, oh, maybe this is going to change this year. Until I see that from freaking Cliff Kingsbury, all these guys are irrelevant they're all irrelevant they all do the same thing basically within a five-yard scheme and you gotta hope and pray that blocking downfield is happening or they can make a guy miss or two it's basically an extended running game so who do you want to have on the outside and if you're telling me i gotta trade hollywood brown for rondell moore i'm like you're basically trading the same the same piece for the same piece in this offense and i'm not down with it but if we want to appease Kyler and make him happy for this year, That's... it'll be great for the first month <laughs> until he hears that first play call talking about, yeah, dunk it over here, and Hollywood Brown gets hurt. Tyler, I agree with you. Hollywood has a better yak upside than Kirk. I And I think this is a big play league. Uh, and he, he certainly is faster. And I, you know, you can make an argument why wasn't Kirk utilized more deep, but I just have replays of Kirk allergating arms that pass against the Rams are not even going for that ball. And I'm just like, I, I think I'm done. There's the inconsistencies. I'm, I think I'm just done. Several times this season, I, I saw passes that I felt like Christian Kirk should have had yeah. that I, I that I sat there and I thought, hmm, that was a bad business decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he cost himself a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The, the second half of this season, Christian Kirk probably cost himself more money than any other player in the league because he just could not be – he was not reliable enough to be that strong number one or number two receiver that the Cardinals hoped that they would get with him. Yeah. Now, again, the the scheme has a little bit to do with that, but sometimes, you know, Frank knows as yeah. a receiver, sometimes you, you hear you hear footsteps yep, and she gets a little uh, – you he, know what I mean? He's a nice player. He is not a $15 million a year player. I think the Cardinals made not the most – even 10. Yeah, they made the most of that relationship. Uh Jalen, you think he's worth ten? Absolutely, I think. I think you think Christian Kirk is worth ten million? No, I absolutely. Think get a player absolutely. in the draft wow. next year. I, abso- well, this so this is what I again. I I think if if you put Christian Kirk in the system of the Rams and you just trade out Cooper Cup, I think you will get the same production oh. because you find out. <laughs> Frank, Frank, okay. We're talking about we're talking about Christian Kirk that we drafted in the second round that was a, a punt returner, kick returner, and a goddamn hell of a receiver that caught over a thousand yards without a problem. That is the hot, and, I'm that saying, without my a hot problem, take. My trade problem. hot take. Cooper Cup, bro. Are I, you Super Bowl MVP? Cooper Cup? Everything. I don't give a shit. He's Super Bowl because he caught his. Uh, look, I'm saying <laughs> opportunity matters in the game. 
Christian's been given all the opportunities. And so you say he's been given all the No, he has. He has not been. He's been. We've. I've already confirmed that he. He plays has, all the time. I have confirmed he had made the plays that he should have made when he could have made the plays. Yeah. I agree with that. I didn't say that. I'm saying, but you're talking about like he's not worth ten million. Shit. When I, I without without a doubt, I think it. But you got you got to put your guys in the plays to maximize. The I potential. do think he'd be better but, with McKay, of course. But, like, but, like, that, listen, that just, just, but to, you know, going to your point right there, yeah. you put him in the same system. Listen, like when you have opportunities to make catches, you make catches. Cooper Cup. All season long. All he does is make catches. All he does is make all catches. He, all he does is make so catches. So you can't tell me that Christian Kirk is going to be equal to K- Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup makes those catches that that Christian Kirk drops. I've watched Cooper Cup, and I, two years ago, Cooper Cup was not this dude. He was not this dude two years ago. I think we'll know well, more saying, about Cooper, two years. Two, he was not this Let's dude two Christian years ago. Let's see Christian Kirk go to a he different team years, but he was last year. and make plays somewhere else. I mean, he was developing I'm over saying, the course but, of his But again, he, he, got, he got a gunslinger. And 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 McVay and, and McVay featured him, but and why? so but that's what I'm saying because if I put you in the right spots, you can make it happen. If I can, if I give you two options, it could happen. There's a difference between running a route, just running Frank, to just a spot. Just because you were right about Odell does not mean you were right about every receiver. I'm not right about every receiver. I'm saying, <laughs> but like I say, when I say with Cooper, I saw him two years ago. He was not this dude. Well, yeah, sure, he's gotten better. I'm saying so. Therefore, that's the point I, I'm saying. But then, but then you Kirk put him in the, the system same every and year. you feature him. Two years ago, there was no receivers Listen, being featured. Cooper. It was golf and then the running game with the Rams. Okay. It was golf right, and well, the running Saul game. Saul pulls up those stats. And and so run. I'm just saying, like I, I, I've been watching Cooper Cup. I'm saying we, we, we hang on, hang on, hang on. While Saul pulls up those stats, I'm going to remind everybody, hoop fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. Uh, new customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get 150 dollars in free bets. It's that simple. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app specifically this weekend for the All-Star Game. My DraftKings pick of the week is Devin Booker to win the All-Star Game MVP. When I checked earlier after PHNX Bets Daily, it was at plus 3,500. You can do that. You can do same game parlays. Quick, fast, reliable is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $1, get $150 in free bets if they win. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customer only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Receiver drama. So here we go. All right, so... 2019 Cooper Cup over a thousand yards with Jared Goff as the quarterback. Okay. Okay. And we all know how people feel about Jared Goff, yep. right? Okay. Last year with Jared Goff still as the quarterback. Really okay? bad last year. Yeah. Really bad. But still, he only played, he missed one game, but he still had 974 yards. So you would assume if he played one more game, that's another thousand yard season, right? And then obviously this year, 1947, 145 catches, like phenomenal. So to your point, Frank, a better quarterback certainly helped him out quite a bit. But again, uh, we're talking about Kyler Murray and we're talking about Christian Kirk and we're talking about the opportunities in front of Christian Kirk and what he had and what he did not do with them compared to what Cooper Cup has been able to capitalize on with a, a good quarterback. And there was a debate in the season about should Matthew Stafford be considered MVP? Should Kyler Murray be considered mm-hmm. for MVP? Those two, you could probably make an argument that those two were neck and neck until the last weeks of the season, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like Christian Kirk had just as much opportunity um, to to make plays as Cooper Cup. The only difference is Cooper Cup made him. 
uh, Christian Kirk, Frank, by the way, got over 100 targets this year. That was top 30 in the NFL. Okay. So there are 32 teams. He's not even the number one on his own team. Hopkins would be the number one receiver. And then they had A.J. Green. And he still got top 30 targets in the NFL. So he, I would argue he was given more than enough opportunities to show us he's big time. And he's just he is a number three who can be a number two. But I'm not paying, goodness, number one money or yeah. even high end number two money to him. I think <sighs> the ideal scenario, number, a perfect number two is like a Jarvis Landry. Christian Kirk is, I don't think, in that stratosphere of receiver. He's just not. He's a he's a number three on a loaded receiving core and a poor man's number two on a rebuilding team. That's what I think. Okay. I mean, I, look, I, I'm, I'm listening to what y'all say. I go back. So Jordan, he made Jordan. Jordan made a point. Devonte Adams disagree. He said he would disagree. He said Cup uh, was the most underrated wide receiver in the league two years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wouldn't deny that. He was making his plays. I'm not saying he, but he wasn't in the top. He wasn't in the top echelon of conversation because he wasn't that guy. Although he got a thousand yards, sixteen hundred yards. It's sixteen games. It's seventeen now. It's seventeen now. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at a conversation, saying you just need ten games to get seventy yards. That's you just need you just right. need thousand yards. Yard I mean, it's like nothing right now. What they used and, to and they're be. throwing the ball fifty times a game. So I really don't care about one hundred forty-five catches and sure, like sure. that's that's like that should be that should be for a second-string guy that or if we're talking about Christian Kirk being average and. The targets he had, he still had almost a thousand yards, and he, many balls he dropped, he just went, to, he, he shit to bed. So, but I want to say this about Cooper Cup. Maybe you guys are paying attention to this just as well, well as I am. McVay is moving him consistently on the inside interior. Well, part you're of, not going to get arguments saying, from us but about, saying, but he's movement. moving him inside consistently. He's facing linebackers most of the time while he's doing his dirty work, or while he's getting his work done. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm just saying when we look at our receiver and we move guys around, what we saw in the first part of the week, the first eight games of the season, we saw guys moving. We saw four receivers decide. If Christian Kirk goes open. some, if Christian I'm Kirk goes to Detroit next year or Jacksonville or Chicago or New Orleans and gets paid big money and has a 1,400-yard season or 1,200 or whatever, Steve Kime, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury have egg all over their face. It is an indictment of both of those individuals. We will know definitively this time next year whether or not it was, we assume, a good decision to let him walk. That will go down as the next Thomas Jones, as the next Calvin Pace, as the next Tassan Reddick, where you felt like you had an asset, and then they left you, and you said, good riddance, you washed your hands, you looked to upgrade, and then they prospered to get away from you. That's a fear I'm sure that they have, but we've got... How many years of evidence now? Four years of evidence with Christian. No thousand-yard seasons. Three of his seasons have been with Kyler Murray. I just, to me, I think I we root for Christian. We want him to do well, but there's too you much. Just don't think he's worth. There's just me. too much tape out there, gotcha. man. There's just too much tape. All right. So, speaking of guys, I I think we want to do well. Bruce Arians, once upon a time, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, of course, now Super Bowl Buccaneer champion. Um, so Tom Brady retired, right? And there's been some speculation. Will Tom Brady come back? Uh, is he just trying to distance himself from the Bucks? Maybe he wants to align in San Francisco. Well, this is interesting. Rich Ormberger, who was a former offensive lineman for the Cardinals, I believe has a little bit of a relationship with folks in Tampa, put out a series of tweets today, a big-time indictment of Bruce Arian. So basically what Rich said, and you can see it on the screen here, um, the Brady and Bruce honeymoon was over in Tampa, basically saying Brady wanted to get away from Bruce Arians in part. The retirement announcement wasn't because of trouble 
wasn't because of the trouble seeing eye to eye on the offensive game plan, but the relationship was salary. And so basically what he goes on to say is that Arians was rehabbing. He tore his, uh, I believe, his ACL, right? Mm -hmm. And so Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady would put together the game plan mm -hmm. together. And then when Bruce would come in, he'd take a big red Sharpie or permanent marker and just gut it. And that pissed Brady off. So I read this, and I think two things. Number one, makes me feel better about uh, Byron Leftwich as a head coaching candidate next year if he and Tom Brady have that kind of mutual respect. Number two, does it make you think that Similar maybe to what happened with the Cardinals. Does Bruce wear out his welcome a little bit? If this is true, and this is coming from a for, former player who's in the know, saying that their relationship soured, I think it's a big indictment if Brady comes back and plays elsewhere next year. I think Bruce is, I think Bruce is an alpha. And he's definitely hands-on. And even, even if you are that guy... <laughs> I think he still would like to have the last say. So whatever, whatever's going on, if he think this this team is not worth this this much plays, or they don't deserve this many plays, then I, I have the power and authority to still trump everybody in the building. Yeah, and I that, I think that is definitely the version of him with the offensive defense. He could be the guy that can hit on the headphone and tell defense coordinator, "Don't run that defense," and not even just it's a prevent defense to try to stop us from losing game. Hell no, nah, blitz. Don't be. Don't get sour. Don't get soft. You know, because a lot of people don't like prevent defense. I think he's an alpha when it comes to being in a lot of personality in the locker room as a whole with his coaching staff as his players. You either love it or you hate it. But I could see that being a problem when it comes to knowing the time and tenure of what, you know, Tom has as well as, you know, as well as Leftwich has when it comes to being able to put together the game plan. But to come in and, and to start, if that's the situation of where it is, I can see both of those guys being pissed about it. I, I just think everything – you take everything with a grain of salt. You know, listen, as the head man um, for the Bucks, you're going to have input on what's going on. Like, And so Tom can get in his feels about why Bruce changed this or Bruce changed that, but Bruce has seen way more football than um, than Byron. Uh, Byron is respected by by both of those guys. I know that. And it, it, it's just, you know, again, in in, in – the chat is kind of correct about also that re that particular individual reporting that because they say Rich also said that Mahomes had told his fiance and brother to stay home next year <laughs> and that was a lie. So not sure about his credibility right now, which is true. Uh, like if you're going to report that kind of stuff and then it comes out later that like no, that's complete BS. Um, I looked at Kansas City reporters today that that said that they had validated or verified whether or not that was true, and they were like, no, that's not true. Again. All this, like these rumors and things like that, like, honestly, I don't give a shit. Like, I just don't care. I think Bruce Arians does wear out his welcome. I do. I think his He's ego. got a little hardball in him in I that think, way. I think his ego gets gets away from him from time to time. I think that's what happened here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. I think that he, he felt like he was, you know, he wasn't getting his way as much as he would like with Kime and Bidwell. And so he was like, okay, well, you know, this is causing me too much stress. I believe the health stuff for a little bit, and he was like, "I'm out." And then he spent a year away, got another offer, and he was he was he was there. Cool. I don't. I I'm not as high on Bruce Arians as I once was because I felt like he kind of left this this organization in shambles because he knew it was starting to fall apart a little bit, and it was falling apart for good reason. You can make a, as well. you can make an argument if Brady comes back, he's doing the same thing to Bruce. He's just like, "Hey guys, this is." This is not going the way I thought. I'm going to jump ship. I, I, I do think if, if Tom comes back and plays for yeah. another team, it's an indictment on Bruce Arians, and I could see well, Bruce. because he he's still under contract, technically. You don't think he can retire? Uh, yeah, he would have to be dealt. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. 
which I don't know how that would even work. Now, Tom could very well go like, I'll come back, but as long as Bruce Arians ain't there. Byron, I want Byron Leffler. Then what do you do if you're the organization? Oh, God. It's, it's tricky. What would you do? Uh, I'd take Brady. Not yeah. even a second. You I wouldn't even fucking blink. Because Byron's the coach in waiting or Todd Bowles anyway, so yeah. you would just make the move Really? Oh, yeah. knowing, that, knowing that you only got one year with Bruce isn't coaching. I'm saying, but you got one, poten- one, one potential year with, you know, with – with Tom, and you might have another three or four years of great success with under the leadership of, you know, Bruce Aarons and, and the way he's he's brought you from the from the crap house into the penthouse of conversations. Although you got Tom, they were I mean, five, they were five hundred seven and nine with Jameis. I mean, Bruce, I mean, yeah, Bruce but I mean, he was they, but he was five thousand yards passing. When, when Bruce but has he was his quarterback, 30 for thirty is great, but when he has a quarterback. You know, he went and got the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, it would, if an, another quarterback that would have came in, do you think they would have still not had success that they had just because? Yes. I no, mean, Jamison no. was 30 for 30. That's never been done I mean, with, Bre- with 5,000 To be yards. fair for Bruce, he won a lot of games here with Drew Stanton. So I don't want to shit on Bruce Arians. But I do think if, if Bruce is trotting out Jimmy G next year, it's a different story. We're in, we're in a, he's, in a, he's in a bad way, and those health concerns may start to creep up. Hmm. Uh, Harbaugh style, Urban Meyer style. <laughs> Urban Meyer style. Like, oh, yeah. oh got to get home. <laughs> uh, quickly, I want to remind everybody, check out the PHNX Merchandise Locker. You can get this T-shirt right here. Maybe we're just effing better. We currently have 20% off on all of our Phoenix Suns apparel as the Phoenix Suns head into the All-Star break with an NBA best 48-10 and 10 record. So if you want to cheer on Devin Booker and company as they pursue uh, their championship this year, go on to PHNX. Uh, go phnx.com in the phnx merchandise locker uh, and get yourself one of our phenomenal t-shirts also children five and older are eligible for the covid19 vaccine the vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with covid19 the covid19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease it's safe free and highly effective and their uh, covid19 vaccines are available throughout arizona visit azhealth.gov fine vaccine for a location nearest to you. Some good questions and comments uh, in the chat. Uh, Darnell uh, Darnell says, I will ask you guys the question as AZ fans uh, that you guys are, do you ever think the Cardinals will change their logo since it's not the classic look? No, never. They'll never change the logo. Um, They'll always be the Cardinals. They'll always have a Cardinal representing their brand. Like they will never change that. That's, that's that's a bidwill thing. That's a that's a family thing. They're, they'll they'll never change that. You know what? I want I want to rock with you with there, but I want to. I just don't. I don't want to miss the moment where if some sense where family members and they have their they want to put a stamp on on the team and take control of it. Mike has the power right now. Maybe he can buy his siblings out and then want to you know just just ingratiate himself in a whole new marketing scheme, whole new marketing plan that allows it to become his team. I'm not sold that, and I think he is the dude that would like to stay inside of family history, but I'm not the dude that's – I'm not sold enough to know that he's probably – you know what? Let me back that up. I've seen him in a couple of suits the last couple of times he's been out. Just regular suits, bro. Ain't no Armani, no, I no like two that, buttons, though. three I, buttons. I feel like he's a pretty humble guy. Yeah, we don't want that. That's why I, was, that's why I had to back it back you up. You want the because, shot, Con? Because the dude I thought was going to come in in a three-button pile. Go, go with what really, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know what? No, nah, they're not going to change the logo. I'm <laughs> with you. Coach Evan B. in the comments. Arians helped make it fall apart and selected Reddick in, in the draft uh, instead of making a move for Mahomes. That 2017 draft was the beginning, I believe, of the end for the Palmer, Arians, Kime, 
you know, regime, uh, partnership, whatever you want to call it, because I do believe, I, I do believe Steve Keim wanted to take a quarterback that night and that Bruce Arians foolishly said, I'm going out with Carson Palmer. Palmer's my quarterback. We need to go win now. Let's get a pass rusher. And I, I'm sure Steve Keim to this day regrets that, even though Reddick's turned out to be a fine player. I actually just think about oh, Russell Wilson, to be honest, when he came out in the draft. I and Kime liked him. And Kime liked him, and he didn't pull the trigger on that, and I felt like he should have learned from that lesson and drafted uh, Patrick Mahomes and made a move for that. And then he basically he was 0 for 2 on that mm-hmm. and then doubled down and tried to get and, and ended up drafting, you know, taking a flyer on, um, you know, Josh, uh, Rosen. Josh Rosen, and that didn't work out. Then he learned again, and then actually did draft Kyler Murray, even though that was kind of controversial at the time. But it was true. You know, the that draft, I don't remember ever being so disappointed as the 2017 draft because Palmer was clearly going to only play one more year, two yeah. tops, perfect chance to sit somebody for a year, and yeah, they that that and twenty. That's what happened with Mahomes. Yeah. That's you know, exactly what happened. He had to play behind um, Alex, uh, Alex. Alex Smith for a year. And Alex Smith had a great season under Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. It's like, you know, if you draft Mahomes, uh, you know, who knows? You know, Aaron doesn't leave. No chance. No, no well, fucking chance true. does he retire. Okay. Or maybe if Aaron Arians does leave and you're in that coaching, coaching kind of carousel, maybe Andy Reid does listen to you about coming to the Arizona right. because you have Carson Palmer, you have Patrick Mahomes. Like okay, well, they don't have the bridge, and they yeah. they maxed out with Alex Smith, uh, in yeah. Kansas City. But yeah. sad that, that would have been a good Oof. moment for the Cardinals. It would have been a great moment. I think we missed those moments, man. It's just I don't know if we're we're ready for that that, that spotlight. Sometimes I feel I think like Kyler I, Murray I, thinks that. I, I like, think I Kyler like Murray we, thinks what you just said. We're not ready for that spotlight. Yes, hundred percent. Simeon Rice thought the exact same thing and begged to be traded. He went right to Bob Ferguson, told him, "Man, you got y- y'all want to lose. This you is a small-time organization. You want you want to lose. You don't want to win. You know what though? I'll, I'll say I'm this. Serious, I, that's, I, I don't feel that way. I, I'll, Simeon I'll, I'll felt say that this way. about some 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 dudes, right? I, I you're you're good friends with Simeon Rice, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Well, I remember Simeon Rice's tenure here, and instead of like, in my opinion, instead of being a leader and pushing other players to lift their level. He was he was more of a me guy. He was more of like, I'm the best. Shit, I played pickup ball with Simeon Rice, and that dude couldn't freaking hit a jumper to save his life, but demanded that I pass him the ball down low on the post. And I was like, dude, I'm not passing you the ball. Like, you can't even make a layup. Game's on the line? No. Football, but he, but that's football. what he thought of That's himself. like when I play basketball like, with Espo. I play in the NFL, so you got to give me the ball. I'm like, no. And then what happened? Next time down the court. Dobby McNabb bammed on him off of alley. What kind of basketball games are you playing? Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, wreck. Yeah, oh wreck. yeah, oh wreck. yeah. Appreciate the, the invite. And then uh, LA Fitness on, off of Elliot sometimes. It. You were like five. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get to a comment. B's in the chat. Arians loved Mahomes. No, Arians wants you now to think he loved Mahomes. He did not love Mahomes in 2017. The league had they loved Mahomes, he would have gone first overall. The San Francisco 49ers would have taken him. The Bears would have taken him. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians, I love him. He's a dirty liar. He said he, they weren't going to take Logan Thomas. They took Logan Thomas. You can't <sighs> believe anything that man says. I love him. He's great. But he always says, I lie pretty good. If he want, if Bruce Arians went to Steve Kime and said, I want Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to coach here 10 more years. He'd be, he'd be an Arizona Cardinal. They would have traded a second-round pick to mm. go from 
13 to 10 or whatever it would have taken, and they blew it. Mm. And I hate him for it. <laughs> that draft right now, man, you know, you, watching with Steve Camps, I could tell because you both, both you guys are locked in, into it consistently and for the years that you've watched it. I see trepidation. I hear trepidation in as we get ready to get into this draft. You'll make you'll you'll go out you'll go out to you're going up to the combine. You're going to see the guys. You're going to see the players. We're going to study the tape. Going to study the film and watch what we think will add will be great pieces <laughs> to this team. And then you're going to hear these guys get up and say they're going to pick some dude from BYU and another dude from like Central Florida, and you're going to be like, what the hell? This dude from Panera Bread State is going to be awesome for the Cardinals. But I hate the, I hate that feeling. I'll be know? like, Steve, what do you think about the X player from Ohio State <laughs> or from Georgia or from Alabama? You know, we're really focusing on the Mac this year, the Mac players in the first round. <laughs> I, I, I feel that trepidation. But it's you know funny when it's not funny. It's that, but that's why, I, as a player, you know, you go back, like, you don't really have much to say. I wish that Did we could have that conversation. Did you guys watch Conference USA this year? Holy <laughs> shit, there's some great prospects <laughs> at Conference yeah, USA. Go Cincinnati Bearcats, baby. <laughs> don't, get that, me, don't get me started on, on that. Since day one, baby. Holy hell. Uh, I, I will say this. I will say this. If we trap Desmond Ritter in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, I don't give a shit. I don't want it. No. I do not want it. I don't care if he's a backup to the backup to the backup on the practice squad. Hell oh, no. That is too no, funny. Also, uh, Tyler Simmons says, uh, I think Kime's big trade this year <laughs> is for McCaffrey letting Edmonds possibly Connor walk. Hey, listen, Ooh. if they somehow were able to Great get. Great pull out your rip. The if they were able to get McCaffrey oh from my God. the Carolina Panthers. That's is, a big salary you got to suck up, though. That's what I was just about to say. It's never going to happen. That's Here's a big happen. salary you got to suck up. The best part about that would be getting Olivia Culpa in the desert. I believe that's his Victoria's Secret SI supermodel girlfriend. So I we talked about Jared Goff already making oh. sacrifices for on the field. Christian, Christian McCaffrey misses, misses a lot of games. But the talent that's in the stands, as Frank refers to them, it will be <laughs> popping off. That's a lot of talent in the stands. Listen, listen. There's a lot of talent in the stands. You'd be surprised. Come on now. I mean, I, I ain't let, gonna be mad about that. Let's let's upgrade in a couple <laughs> different areas. All right, friends. B's in the chat says we all know Saul had the first first team all rec squad. <laughs> he wasn't about to pass the thing, Simeon Rice. Hell, Hell no, I wouldn't. Hell no. <laughs> I don't want no old busted Saquon Barkley. No, get if I get a running back, it's in the draft. It's second or third round. I young young age, please. You young just lades. don't need it. You don't no. need it. You don't need to trade for Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey. They're both dynamic players. Just run yes. it back with James. However, like the 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 risk versus the reward is just not worth it when you can. When jo you can Jordan, we're going to try to get Holly Saunders one day on the oh, show. Oh, no, we are not. Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> she follows me on Twitter. That's, I can oh, DM no. her. We're going to get Holly on the show during the dog days oh, of this offseason. No, but for now, I lied not. to Producer Lee. I said it was going to be a short show. It hasn't, but it's been a lot of fun. So I want to remind everybody to subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We'll be back next week as we preview the NFL Combine before we set sail to Indianapolis. But in the meantime, enjoy your first football this weekend until what or next early august thanks yeah. guys <laughs>